This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. Gary and I have a surprise for you today. Mr. Arthur Godfrey is our guest. Boy, Arthur, you certainly have been a busy man lately. This week, you're here with me at the Desilu Studios doing a special guest appearance on our Lucy show. And for several weeks now, you've been flying all around the country premiering the motion picture, My Fair Lady. I'm sure glad you could spend a few minutes to chat with Gary and I today on our show. I'm very glad to be here with you, Lucy. Thank you and Gary for inviting me. How long is your show? Uh, we have about ten minutes. Well, it was nice to have been with you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that bother you? <laughs> ten minutes takes me that long to say good morning. <laughs> well, I do wish we had more time. But let's talk a bit. You know, Arthur, Gary and I haven't seen My Fair Lady yet. And everyone is raving about it. Just everyone. It is the most fabulously, poignantly beautiful film I've ever seen. I understand the shots are like paintings. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Only would have to be a great artist to achieve this color. Yes, this, the this color. This beaten, you know. The things that he does with pastel colors, you know, there are no deep hues anywhere in the film. They're all pastels. I'm very anxious to see it. You, you will, you, you will be very proud of it because it's the greatest thing that's happened to our profession for years. It's about time something wonderful like this happened to the moving picture business. I want to congratulate Jack Warner here and now, because it's been a long time since we've had a truly magnificent, beautiful picture that uh, isn't about some war or something like that. Bless his heart, you know, he's very humble about it too. I've got to know this fellow pretty well. When you, I had him up in the cockpit with me a couple of days. And uh, when you sit around with somebody that close, you get to know him pretty well. And there's a lot more to this man than I had heard. And he's very, very humble about the great achievement that's come about here. Very good, very fine man. Arthur, how long are you going to stay in town? Can we see something of you? I have a dinner scheduled with uh, three or four of my poorer friends on Thursday nights, Cy Weintraub <laughs> and Clint Murkison. And then uh, I have to go back to New York and to the farm to Mary. And Give we'll, my love to Mary. Will do, and she sends hers to you. Is both. the farm as beautiful right now as it was last May? I think even more so. Do you ever get any snow there, Arthur? I've Ooh. forgotten. Sixty-six inches last year. Really? Oh, yes. What, what month, perhaps? Well, it's, sometimes it starts in December and sometimes not till January. February and March is when we get most of it. I hope I can get to your farm with, when the snow is there. I hope you can, too. I have to shovel it alone. <laughs> oh, you do not. <laughs> Gary would be very happy to help you. You would never live, leave that uh, farm in, in Virginia, would you? Not for very long, no. But if you did a series out here, would you be doing it from California? Uh, the Our Town series, for instance? No, we'd do that from New York. Oh, darn. No. Oh, I love it out here, and I'd like to come, you know, for short periods, but I wouldn't want to give up those hills in Virginia. No, I don't blame you. I guess that's my idea of heaven, too. We are, our roots are pretty deep there. We've been in that place for 20 years, and we had another place for 12 years prior to that. I, my roots are in your place. You know that. You found my ancestors buried in your backyard. That we did. When you were nice enough to ask Lucy and, and myself to visit you at your beautiful farm, Virginia, and I said, why do you, uh, you know, why did you, you take such a, a big place, Arthur? And, and you said uh, to me, Gary, I had a dream as a little boy that one day I hoped to have a farm 
as far as the eye can see. And I say this to the radio audience, Mr. Godfrey's farm is not only beautiful, his home and his stables, but it's the most beautiful countryside. And uh, how big is your farm? As far as the eye can see. And that means with or without any type of glass, including the... Uh... It's not just because Arthur wanted all that land. I found out something from his wife. There were certain areas around Arthur's farm that belonged to people who had lived there for a very long time. And Arthur is so soft-hearted, he couldn't begin to ask them to move. They had to sell their property, but he left the people in the homes. And all around him, they are still the same people that have been there for years, except that their worries are no more. I think that's beautiful, Arthur. If you have an extra home for Lucy and myself, <laughs> I'd appreciate Got it. Got nine of them on the place. Yeah. What do you call those homes that you have on the place? I well, mean, we were some riding... of them are tenant houses. That's it. Some of them are. You mean they used to be called that? Yes. Some of them are now the, you know, they, they, the people who owned them are living in them. That's true. Is that Northern Virginia? What you yes, call North, Northern? Northeastern Virginia. Is that really part of the battlefield of the Civil War? Yes, yes. There was quite a bit of jousting there. Yeah. In our part of the woods. Very interesting to me. I saw it that wonderful two weeks when all the dogwood and the apple blossoms and the red bud and the lilac. Oh, I tell you, I was in heaven. And I have some marvelous shots of it. When My you, home movies. When you saw the senator's dogwood, didn't you remember the beautiful shots you got of that? Oh, indeed. How his are the driveways? Senators? Oh, he's fine. He's fine. He lost his wife, you know. Yes. But he's in good health. Senator Byrd Sr. and Senator Byrd Jr. Both of them. They're very busy in Washington They these both days. came to the dedication of Godfrey Field. You didn't know this, but there's I read an airport about named for me now. Is yes. that that airport that we took off from, Arthur, to come back to Teterboro? No, that little one is defunct now. It was a new field. We put it out of commission, huh? Yeah. Yes. That's, somebody's trying to tell me something, I think. They named a street <laughs> after me in Miami, a circle in Honolulu, and now an airport. And they usually do that only for people gone. Oh, Arthur. I'm, no, I'm Arthur. beginning to get the message. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they're doing it now. I think that for, for a person that's here today, something should be named after them. After they're gone, they don't know where, where it is. <laughs> we also want to get you down to Palm Springs. I understand you don't know too much about Palm Springs. I think we could uh, show I know it it's to you. beastly hot in July. That's all oh, I know. in July, of course. No one goes to Palm Springs in July. I did, like an idiot. Yeah, well, that'll that'll cure you once and for all of ever going again. But uh, July, August, and September, forget about. But the rest of the year, absolutely magnificent. Do you think we could get you to play golf with Gary? <laughs> or go horseback you, riding with me? I'll do, try both. But you've never had such fun as you have with me in the golf club. You think you're a golfer. You have never seen a golf ball behave the way it will with me. Well, then I'd like to play with you and Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> played with Lucy. But I, I have a good idea. Arthur, why don't we get on a horse and play golf? Ah, now we're getting We'll somewhere. play polo. That's good. <laughs> you know, polo type of golf. A golf ball is capable of doing the most incredible things when I hit it. I always... I've had it go behind me. <laughs> I always loved the... The thing that Arnold Palmer said one time, he hit a ball, he was winning a Masters, and he was going to hit a ball, and it went out of bounds, and someone looked at him and said, you see, Arnold, that ball doesn't know you're Arnold Palmer. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Otherwise, ball... it wouldn't dare. Oh, how would a ball dare go yes. out of bounds on Arthur Gottfried or Lucy? Right now, I'm going to have to dare to call a halt. Our time is up. Can you believe it, Arthur, how quickly these few moments go? It's been a great pleasure talking with you, but please, can we have just a few moments tomorrow morning? Please. All right, a pleasure. Bye.
Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us today. Please join us again tomorrow when my guest again will be Mr. Arthur Godfrey. Bye. Hi, this is Lucy. Again today, my guest is Arthur Godfrey. Arthur, as we told you, is in Hollywood doing a guest star appearance on The Lucy Show. Yesterday, we had a delightful time chatting about the visit Gary and I made to Arthur's farm in Virginia. You know, Arthur, what were you going to say? Nothing. Nothing. He was you know, there. usually you can ask a person when you're doing an interview like this, as you well know, you can ask a person if you had, uh, say, a sabbatical year, one year to do whatever they wanted to do, what would you do? But with you, you so obviously are always doing what you want to do. Oh, yes. That I just cannot ask you that. Uh, I think we should attack it from another... Uh, how does it come about that you are able? How did you... Um, Get your life situated so that you can do what you want to do. So few people can live well, the way they got, want to. I always did things that I enjoyed doing. And I got fun out of whatever I did. Even when I was washing dishes or driving a cab, there was always fun to it. That's a blessing. And I enjoyed it very much. Watching people fumble for change when the tip time comes in a cab is a lot of fun. You learned a lot about people <laughs> and everything that you did, didn't you? And it's come in very handy, hasn't it? Well, I think perhaps now and then it has stood me instead. You have a true interest in people, I can tell from your radio show. Really, a real interest in people, what they do and how they tick. And... Well, I think the way to be a good interviewer is to be honestly interested in, what, in the person in whom you're conducting, with whom you're conducting this interview. But the trouble with most of us in our business is they ask a question and then don't listen and think of the next question they're going to ask or how they're going to top you. I know. And people who do that make very bad interviewers, I think. But the ability that you have, Arthur, which is so nice, which now we are doing, talking to you, when we first uh, had you here and sitting here talking on, on our radio show, we were anxious to, we didn't know what questions to ask you. But you have the ability to get us at ease. So now the conversation has now gone flowing. <laughs> it's gone smoothly. You know, there was no way of thinking the next question to ask. But while I'm saying this, I'm thinking of the next <laughs> question to ask you. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I knew you could tell. How well, I'm your, not. No. How no. was your trip to Africa, your safari that you were on recently? I heard the radio shows, which I thought were wonderful. Did you see the uh, November issue of True Magazine? No. No. It is reported in there rather factually and beautifully with photographs in color. Good. How come True Magazine? It's a man's magazine, darling. Very, ma very manly. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. They wanted a, Playboy wanted to do a layout on it, but they had some trouble, so they went to True. And honestly, I preferred Playboy, but uh, there were considerations there. How can you take a bunny to a safari? And there are plenty of bunnies out there anyway. <laughs> yes. Did you see the October issue of uh, National Geographic? No. no. It was a beautiful series of pictures in there and an article on the very part of the world in which I hunted in Mozambique, Portuguese East Africa. We have that we at have home. That. My we son gets it. it, but I haven't seen it. Well, you, if you look there, you'll see even the, even the hunting camp that I based, where I was based, is, is located on the map there. It's a very fine story about it. I heard some of your, uh, most all of your broadcasts from there, as a matter of fact, and some nights you sounded as though you were going to sleep while you were talking. And you never said... forget that picture, Lucy. <laughs> I was on the banks of a river, the Save River, S-A-V-E, and I had a little, little round hut of concrete 
Oh, I was roughing it, really. <laughs> this beautiful little round hut with a thatched roof. I discovered that that's the most waterproof roof in the world. Even though it's made of grass, it never leaks. We got eight inches of rain in two days, and not a drop came through that grass. But I used to go out at night and sit on the little patio outside this little place and look up at the stars reflected in the water in the Save River, which was full of hippos and crocodiles, uh, at the Southern Cross, which was about, as I looked to, to the south, it was in the southwest, about 30 degrees up from the horizon, this beautiful Southern Cross. And the stars so close that you seen you could pluck them out of the sky, which is... Uh, uh, no, uh, not my word. Somebody came up with that expression one time, but it re I really felt <laughs> that, it, that that's what I could do. And the place was so alive with starlight that you could see animals moving across the river. Just with starlight, no moon. That wouldn't thrill me too much when I'm alone in a hut with a thatched roof. Oh, yes. It's, they, they never bother you. You hear animals calling and growling, and once in a while a, a leopard would catch a a smaller animal somewhere for something to eat, and you'd hear the scream in the night and the tragedies and the life in the jungle. It's wonderful to listen to. We, well, should, we should go there some weekend. No, uh, Gary, no, no. I'd rather go to Palm Springs. But, uh, <laughs> dear me. Don't you hear screams in the night at Palm Springs, too? Not where we live. No. No, I guess there are some down there. <laughs> That's another subject entirely. Oh, but you really should see this African country before it's gone. It what do you mean be. before it's gone? It's uh, been there longer than we have. Yes, but slowly, 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 this so-called progress is rolling it back. And one day it'll roll it right off, just as it did here in America. There's very, very little of this left now in America. Well, I think that's great for you men, but I'm not much for roughing it around wild animals. Honey, you couldn't be more comfortable than we were at Safarilandia there. Just well, I understand that's true, too, uh, according to Jimmy Stewart and people that have been down there. Even Clark Gable used to tell me about safaris that were with such comfort, but I just don't want to be around that much, that many wild animals. That's man stuff, and I'm all for it for you men. I don't want to go. What are you saying? <laughs> you said, let's go. <laughs> well, I was kidding, but I have no desire. I, uh, I'm not a hunting man. I know you're a great hunter. You don't have to hunt. Just look. Well, okay, for a sight, you know, if you take pictures, I'd like to see them. But to go there, it doesn't thrill me. The rain and the heat and the mud is all I keep hearing about. And you tell me it's so beautiful with the stars. and Oh, it's gorgeous. When you, when you want a drink, what you do is go up and catch a water tree and cut a piece out of it and hold it up like this and let water run out of the branch into a your mouth. A water mind. tree? Yes. I never heard of that. I know. Lots is it of people real, didn't. like rainwater? No, it's the most delicious water in the world. There's a, it's a long vine kind of thing, and you cut it off and cut it in one foot lengths mm -hmm. and hold it up quickly over you, because as soon as you cut this, you release the pressure, and about a cup full of water runs out of it into your mouth. Is it like sap? Is it sweet? No, it's not sweet. It's just delicious water as if it came out of a spring hmm. and cool on the hottest day. Very interesting. Yeah, yes. But I'm not going all the way down there just to find it. <laughs> Arthur, it is always such a delight and a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. God bless, and see you soon, I hope. Thank you, Lucy and Gary. Thank you, Arthur. Bye, dear. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. I hope you have a very, very pleasant weekend. Drive carefully, and we'll see you all on Monday. Bye now.
Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.